I've had a couple people send me their like Spotify wrapped and we were in their like top five for podcasts. Yeah, Turner texted us that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Turner texted us yeah. and Aliza texted me that, though she doesn't really listen to podcasts. But also one of my friends from Lemoyne, we were number three on her podcast listens. And does she like actually listen to podcasts? No. Not well, that much. There you go. I mean right, her like her her top her top listened podcast is a podcast that only has four episodes. My top so. yeah, my top four I only had four because I've only listened to four podcasts ever on Spotify. Mm-hmm. And number one was Rocket League and Ramble because I've listened to like five episodes. Number two was the three episodes of the Unmade podcast that I listened to. Mm-hmm. Number three was um, Jesse and I have a friend, Mike Berg, uh, who had who made his own podcast. We might end up collaborating at some point. Not sure. Um, oh, so I listened to Mike two Berg's episodes of him. I still got to listen to more of that. Um, and then number four was, I had, you remember the podcast assignment? Yes. yes. Yeah. I had to listen to somebody else's podcast who posted theirs on Spotify. So that one showed up as my number four. Mm. So like the only ones that I've, like there's only three podcasts that I can say that I've listened to. And one of them has like three episodes posted on, and I'm behind on them. Yeah. I don't know. I'm too active of a listener for podcast listening. That's the problem. Honestly, Cool. We we can say number one fan Turner though. I mean, I feel like he's very consistent in his. In Turner his... actually, I think I like. There's other people that have listened to every episode. It's not just Turner. However, uh, Turner came up to me at one point, like earlier in the semester, um, and was like, "I didn't see the new episode yet this week. When's it going up?" Oh wow! And I was I was really impressed by that. I was like, "Wow, you what actually a guy. Like, listen to it when they come up." Every That's amazing. Week. And I was like, oh, did you not listen to... Because I think this was right when 15 went up. The State um, of Us. I was like... Yeah, I was like, oh, did you not listen to 14, The State of Us? Uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, I did. And I was like, well, if you remember, we said that we probably won't post uh, an episode a week. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was... And so I was like, episode 15 will probably go up soon. Uh, I just gotta, like, finish it. Mm-hmm. So I think Turner is, like, the most on top of listening to the podcast he's probably our number one fan right now mm-hmm. shout out to turner shout out to turner a phenomenal human being if we get one merch, of the best guys get, i've ever met if we get merch he should get a free merch whatever it is well we should do stickers we should Definitely. give him a free sticker a sticker i think we should do rocket league and ramble stickers yeah love it let's do it like mo- most people do a t-shirt drop first no we're going right no. into the sticker market boys <laughs> I feel like the logo is good for stickers. <laughs> I feel like the logo is good for stickers. Like, it's nice and square, you know? Yeah, and then, like, our, our secondary logo is going to be nice and circular. Exactly. So, like, we'll just get, like, a sheet of stickers. All right. Sounds good. First merch drop. Go. <laughs> First merch drop, stickers. <laughs> Here we go. We'll have a giveaway. I'll, I'll, I'll throw up a giveaway on Twitter. <laughs> Sticker giveaway. Yeah, sticker giveaway. You gotta follow us and retweet this tweet, and I'll randomly select four winners. Uh, love that. How do y'all feel about professor evaluations? I didn't do them. I did those today. I did a couple of them just because I felt strongly. See, I feel strongly about a, like mo- this semester more so than like a professor. Um, and there was already a survey by uh, Undergraduate Student Association, like, asking 
how the semester went, and that was where my concerns and gripes were. It was like how the whole semester was across the board, not really any individual professor. Mm -hmm. And also, with all due respect to people who fill out the course evaluations, it just seems like a waste of time because it doesn't seem like they actually have any impact. And, like, your professors always tell you that they do, but, like, I've never seen any kind of impact from any of my course evaluations. Like, none of them seem to matter. So I'm not going to do it unless there's an incentive, and there was no incentive from any professor, so I didn't do it. Well, it's also, isn't it, Mm -hmm. partly, like... It's for them to improve the course, and obviously you're not going to take the course again. But they don't. Like, I haven't heard of a course changing based on any course evaluations. Like, I've never heard that happen. Like, they just have their course, and then you evaluate it, and then they're like, ha, look at this guy who says my course sucks. I'm going to keep it exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm sure they don't actually, like, say that, but that's kind of how it feels. Well, I feel like maybe, like, the changes are, like, a little bit more nuance in that because they still have to like teach the same material and so maybe they slightly change up the way you teach it but the the only way you're going to notice that is if they like if you take the course again i feel yeah like i'm but i figure like i would hear like i've taken courses and then the next year had a friend take the course and like tell me about it Mm -hmm. and like ask me about it because i had already taken it and stuff like that yeah like and it doesn't sound like it changes Mm -hmm. like and and the pro I, i guess maybe it's because i suggest more like radical changes than like a nuanced change like oh in this specific lesson i would change this five minute segment no it's like the french class i took there's a 180 dollar uh sign up for a uh online learning thing where she assigns homework mm-hmm. and i was like huh. a hun- wait 180 dollars for that a hun- yeah that's what i said holy crap and my my course evaluation i believe said you know we could probably not have this $180 program and instead you could just assign us homework and then we wouldn't spend money. And, hey, and hey, guess hey, what? Hey. The next year, they still had that program. So like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just feels it like just, it's useless. Yeah, like every every suggestion I've made to either changing the course or what the professor should do, like, I don't feel heard, so I'm going to not bother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how about the rest of you guys. Like, what are your thoughts on course evaluations? Um, I mean, well, we switched to Canvas, which I liked a lot better. Wait, what do you mean? Canvas? What's that, Max? Well, it's it's like CourseWeb. It's just like all the course materials go in one place. And was that was that as a result of your course evaluation, or was that like school wide that that happened? Oh, I don't think that had to do with course evaluations at all. No. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly. Like again, course evaluations don't actually matter. I honestly believe that. So, so I have a counterexample to that. Well, a, a sort of counterexample that's not really a counterexample. Um, my honors professor is really big on, like, the evaluations and stuff. He even goes so far as to, like, he says, he's like, fill out the evalu- the course evaluation that the school sends you. And then I'm, I'm also going to send you an evaluation after the semester's over that you then okay. fill out and then send back to me. Like, And this yeah. is, like, a couple weeks after the semester's over. And we fill those out, and he takes those into consideration. And then, like, when we meet, right, and he, he talks about, like, after everyone has handed that in, he talks about, like, hey, like, I'm thinking because of what people said about this that I'm going to keep this thing, remove this. So, like, the course has undergone changes based on the input from the students that took the course. And it's not necessarily, it's not necessarily, like, huge changes, right? And so one year, like, our year, we were all like, hey, we really don't think this film should 
really be in because it felt just sort of like a side thing and we didn't really look at it too much. Mm -hmm. So we feel like that should just be removed and instead focus on the other films. And then what he decided to from that, right, from that he was like, he didn't directly take out that film, but he said, okay, what if we use this film to learn about something else? And then so he, he spent a little bit more time on that film and that class that he had said that that film should definitely stay in and it was my, one of the most important films and stuff like that. And so okay, sure. he, he noticed that like, hey, we didn't, we didn't think this film was as important because we didn't spend as much time on it. Um, and he was like, well, I think that film was important. So he was like, let's try and spend some more time on it. And it resulted in people thinking the film was more important, right? Um, and yeah, that's so, yeah, really cool. Good. That's obviously like a good thing that your professor listens to you and takes your feedback and improves his course, even if it's not what you specifically asked for. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would appreciate that. Like, and especially the open discussion part, that is incredible. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Like to have a to have my professor be like, so most of you said this on your evaluations. Like, let's talk about it. Let's make the course better. Like, mm-hmm. that'd be really cool. I don't get that. And That's really awesome. the professor, but there are like I will say there are professors that take their course evaluation seriously. The mm-hmm. problem is the ones that take it seriously, for me at least, have been for the most part the bio and chem professors that I've had, and they don't like. They don't need course evaluations. They have optimized their class. There are no problems with it. So, like, my course evaluation is, like, this class is great. I would change nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, (laughs) I'm glad you appreciate my opinion, but, like, I don't have anything to offer because it's already perfectly optimized. Mm -hmm. Right? It's the classes classes that need to be workshopped a little bit that I feel like I'm not being heard. You know? Yeah. And so the, the good classes stay good, but the bad classes don't get any better. Yeah, like, like n- there's no change for any of the classes, which for some is good and for some is not. What I also know is that some people on their, like, course evaluations that they have for the, for the, for the school is they sort of feel bad sometimes. And so they just, like, rate the professor really, really high because, oh, no. like, they don't want to feel like they're rating them badly. And so even, though, I, every, even like, though everything's anonymous and all that stuff. But I, I have some people who are like, oh, I don't want to do this. I'm just going to rate them five five out of five of everything. Like when I did course evaluations, if I thought you were a bad professor, like not even that the class was bad. If I thought you were a bad educator, I would say you are a bad educator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just be super honest about it. Yeah. Like that's the point of these. You're supposed to like, you're not supposed to just say like this sucked. You're supposed to say why it sucked. But Mm -hmm. like, I would, I would hope the original purpose of these is to like actually get feedback on what to change. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a crappy teacher and your feedback is like, I think you would be better if you did this, like, mm-hmm. I'll do that, maybe. Like, if it if it's actually something that yeah. makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, it's like, if it, it has to be a, a reasonable change. You can't be like, I feel like you would be better as a teacher if you didn't show up to class. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, because you don't want to do work, guy, but... But if it's like, I feel like you would be better as a teacher if you utilized more images in your PowerPoint presentations. Mm-hmm. Like, I can do that. Tell me that. Yeah. Yes, yeah, something constructive. Yeah, right? Like, I correct me if I'm wrong. We didn't have, like, teacher evaluations at Joe's. But, like... I don't think so, no. I don't, I, I don't think... I, there's not a, I don't think there's a lot of high schools that do that. But one of the things that, like, I, I fully intend on doing as a teacher, no matter where I end up, 
is evaluations, is anonymous yeah. teacher evaluations. Like, I want to be Definitely. the best teacher possible for the generation that I'm teaching, right? And that's going to change with time. And you, if you're in high school, and I don't think you should just start it, like, at the very end of the year. Like, that's how it works in college, right? Yeah, but no, it'd be, I like, think... quarterly reviews. I, yeah, exactly, I, I had a professor yeah. that around midterm time was like, hey, can you fill out this quick survey? So Yeah, right? Yeah. Because then you can make adjustments, like, in the year, and the students will hopefully be more engaged because you made these adjustments, and it's just a good time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that and I also, like, the two things that I fully intend on doing as a teacher are doing anonymous teacher evaluations, like, probably four times a year. You're right, Jesse. And also, I don't know if teachers do this already, but I fully intend on, like, tracking overall average performance from year to year yeah. to see like to see if I'm getting worse or if, if students are getting smarter or whatever, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the nefarious purpose is then I can be like, look, my students have averaged 85 or higher for the last five years, pay me more. But also, mm-hmm. like, if they're doing, if the trend <laughs> is going down, then obviously I'm doing something wrong. Yeah, no, I think that's really smart. Because sometimes you have to adjust to, like, what the students are coming in with, what their skill set yeah. is, and sometimes you see the improvement. It's like, yes. And, like, life changes. Like, our high school experience, how life was when we were in high school, is not going to be how life is when I am teaching 20 years from now. Or even, like, next year it's different. Do you think... This was actually really cool because I blew him up after this. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> John, do you think if, like, you say you're teaching at St. Joe's and they have, like, the... I mean, obviously, I feel like they're still going to have the iPad policy yeah. or something like the iPad policy. Do you yeah. think you're going to be the sort of teacher that's like, iPad's away, we're doing paper and pen for notes? I would love to use the iPad. Yeah, so you, you would I be a pro a iPad? Idea. Now, I, I, I haven't quite decided like how I want to do it, but I have flirted with the idea of a flipped classroom, mm-hmm. um, which, mm-hmm. if you don't know, it's like, this is going to be a horrible explanation, but basically, like, they review the material on their own, on their own time, and then, like, come to class and you, like, answer more specific questions and do problems that, like, cover the stuff that they just read about, you know? Mm-hmm. That's kind yeah. of, I don't, I don't know if that's the best explanation, but that's, like, the shortest explanation of a flipped class. Yeah, do the homework so, in class, do the, do the learning outside of class. Yeah, it's, it's the opposite, right? And mm-hmm. the problem with that, for some students is that like they don't have access to materials outside of class but at joe's everybody's got an ipad so Mm -hmm. i would assume again might be might be sounding a little entitled here but i would assume that if everybody has an ipad they can all access a material outside of class right and that could be something you ask about in the beginning yeah you could be like hey does everyone have the means to do this like i would i would love to if i did a flipped classroom i would use the ipads and i'd be like push some if they still use Schoology, push it to Schoology, be like, read this over, like, mm-hmm. over the next week, we're going to talk about it next Monday, uh, and we'll just start with that topic, we'll do some practice problems, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, thing that, the thing that I can't reconcile that with, and Jesse, maybe you have some feedback here, because you also want to be a teacher. The thing that I can't reconcile that with is I hate the idea of giving students work to do outside the classroom, which we've talked about previously. I don't like the idea of homework. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel, I feel like I should be able to teach in the time that I am given to teach. Mm-hmm. And so to ask students to do more outside the classroom, I just feel like isn't fair to them. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I haven't been able to like reconcile the fact that I think I want to do a flipped classroom with the fact that I don't want students to do work outside the classroom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll definitely have to find a way to make yeah, those it's, two it's go together. Yeah, it's a predicament, you know? It's a conundrum. Uh-huh. 
Ah, this turned into another education episode. <laughs> I mean, two of you are studying to be teachers, so like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess in all honesty, it's surprising that we haven't had more of them, but... I don't know, I feel like the feedback I've gotten from Ramblers is that they don't like the education episodes. <laughs> Does anyone know what Springborn is doing? I've been I wondering. Does Springborn know what Springborn is doing? <laughs> I, I think he does. So wait, he's what? Mechanical engineering is what he started at. I don't think he's I thought changed. it was computer engineering or electrical engineering. Was it computer? I don't, I don't think it was electrical. It might have been computer engineering. I thought it was computer engineering. Okay, engineering of some kind. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's switched at all. I think he's still that kind of engineering. Mm-hmm. But seeing as the last time I saw Springborn was like, I don't know, eight months ago, mm-hmm. I have no mm-hmm. idea. <laughs> Maybe he applied to the same grad schools as you, Max. Also, also, I'm sure this is I'm sure this is probably confusing for our listeners, our ramblers. Um, if you don't know, Springborn is the fifth host of this podcast. And unfortunately he was unable to join us tonight. And so I That's think true. I speak on behalf of all of us here at Rocket League and Ramble. It's very sad. When I say that, we do sincerely hope that he will join us in the next episode. So please, please stick around for that. Uh... Can I tell you a story? Can I tell you a story? Of course you can. Some- sometimes I wish that my life had consequences. You know, like, <laughs> like I wish that when I, like, messed up things, that there would be something wrong. And so... yeah. Your life doesn't have like, consequences? Like, I had one week where I, like, I had just asked for a couple extensions, and I knew it was going to be okay, and, like, I was feeling like crap about it, you know? And, but, like, like underneath, you know? And so I, I was driving, and uh, there was a cop behind me, and I thought I was going the speed limit, and then he pulls me over. Did I tell you guys this story? I don't no. know. Keep going, he, keep he going. He pulled me over. It, it was after that weekend I was helping Jeff out, you know? John, I think I, I asked... Yeah, I told you about that. And it was like, just like, I was just like tired and this cop pulled me over. And I just thought to myself, thank God, finally, someone got me. You know, <laughs> I was just like, oh, consequences for my actions. Here we go. I just like took this like oh sigh God. of relief as I pulled over. And so the police officer came and told me and I said, you know, what's wrong? And I just felt like so calm inside. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was it. Uh-huh. It was such a relief and, to get consequences. Right? I thought, I thought it was just such a relief. And I was going, it was a school zone. I didn't realize it was a school zone. So I was going, I was going 40 in a 20 mile an hour school zone. Gotcha. And I just told him, you know, I thought it was a 40 mile an hour road. Because that's true. It felt like a 40. You know how some roads just feel like a 40? Mm-hmm. So he yes. takes my license. He goes back. He comes back to the car. He says, I decided not to give you the ticket. Have a good day. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he didn't even give me the ticket. I felt so I looked awful. at you. I saw you were a cheerful, blonde, white kid. And I was like, nah, it's good. <laughs> it's all right. It's going to be all right. I'm like, damn! <laughs> you should have been like, is there anything else I can do to, like, get this? Yeah. Like, could you imagine looking up at him and being like, could you just could you just give me the ticket, please? I need this in my <laughs> life. just give me a ticket? Like, I just really need this right now. <laughs> I, just, I just really need this. I just want it. Yes. Oh, man. Oh, my I God. Wish, I wish so you blessed. did that now. Oh, I really man. wish you, like, looked him in the eyes and was like, I need this ticket. The man literally started telling me which streets in North Tonawanda you could go 40 miles an hour in. Like, he was helping me. <laughs> like, so, no not hazardous. Al- so, it's not like, even that it's no streets. consequences. It's not even that it's no consequences. It's just only good consequences. It's only good 
Jesse, this is like a superpower, my guy. <laughs> Jesse's oh, like, man. I'm cursed. And the rest I'm of us privileged. are like, I would kill to have that. Privilege is quite the curse. Oh my gosh. And lucky. First world problems. It's not even I first know, world problems. It feels problem. like zeroth world problems, you know? <laughs> I know. If we keep this in the in the podcast, I want everyone to know that I'm not actually complaining about this. Oh. It's more like we're laughing about it because, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's, we it's have... laughing. But I really was. I was, like, relieved when I got pulled over. I was like, damn, wow, that that, that, that tells you something, you know? <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> I think it. Like, so I think, I think Jesse has just sort of mastered this idea of it's going to be okay in the end. And if it's not okay, it's not the end. In that, like, <laughs> Jesse just knows it's not the end because he's, like, dealing with a negative thing. And then once the negative thing goes, okay, that's the end. It's all it's all fine. And so then it's effectively doesn't feel like any consequences because it's okay. Jesse, I feel like, I think you've told me this before, but you function best when you know that there's, like, someone or something else depending on you. Definitely. As opposed to just, like, operating within your own self. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like it makes sense. It makes sense that you seek these consequences, and that it's relieving when you finally have them. Mm-hmm. Wait, connect those two things for me, John. Like spell it out. Well, if yeah, you like... if you get an assignment late or something, the only person who has to deal with that is you. Yeah, right. right? Whereas, like, exactly. if someone else is and relying on you, mm-hmm. yeah, then you're if, more likely. If you're in a group project and you have to do part of the assignment, and you know someone else's grade is going to be affected by how well you do. I don't know if I don't I don't know if grading is the best example, but I do feel like you would be more inclined to work on a group project than an individual assignment because it, other people are impacted. I would agree with that. I'm just not sure that that's the best example. Or like I can I can tell you about the last couple days. You know, like I have just felt no motivation to work on my homework, and I just like asked for the extensions and like all right, I'll worry about that later in the week. You know, mm-hmm. but like I'm also helping out a couple people as a writing tutor, and like. I was taking those writing tutor sessions. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have easily said... Nah. Like, I like going, like, extra to schedule those. But it's like, no, like, that's like a release in my day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like working on other people's homework is more rewarding than working on my own. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's also one of those things where it's like, I don't know, like ECRJC or whatever, and you're doing something and you need something in by a certain time. I feel like you're more likely to yeah. do that because you know someone else is depending on you to get something done. You're right, and it is it's just like the basic like like conveniencing other people too, you know? Like I feel like I'm more likely to hand in an assignment late for a professor that A I know won't care, like Dr. Kreiss, or B a professor that I don't care as much about. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's like those close teachers who also have high expectations. Yeah. Like, like you know he cares so much about you. And it's like, I have to get done on time. Just for him. Mm-hmm. Like, just right, for him. But, but even, yeah, but even that, it's not, you're not doing it because that's when it's due. You're doing it because you don't want to let down Mr. Exactly. You want him to be proud of you. Guys, want to play a game? What's the game? You want to play a game? You want to play a game? Yeah, I have a little game in mind. It's a podcast game. It's it's good. Okay. It's quick. Okay. It's a podcast game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see if Max shoots it down. It's it's a game for all of us. So I'm looking at this sign, and it's it's like my mom has it in the room. It's like one of those like corny signs. It's like life's little instructions, and it has a list of things. 
Mm-hmm. And so okay. I'm going to read the things, and you have to say, you have to vote for it. You have to say, is it wise, stupid, or cliche? Those are your wise, three. stupid, or cliche. Yeah, wise, stupid. Isn't stupid or and cliche, cliche it be, like it could be stupid and cliche? Yeah. Stu- no, I think they're different. Well, okay, I guess cliche means like overused, but not necessarily dumb. Not necessarily. And stupid wrong, means you know like I mean? if you follow this, follow this advice, it's like not stupid a good is idea. like no, this is not true. Like I don't need to do this. Whereas cliche is like okay, fine, and wise is like actually. Yeah. 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 Okay. 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 I, all right. I like it. All right. Everyone has to vote. Right. First okay. one, treat everyone you meet like you want to be treated. Why is cliche or stupid? Cliche. Cliche is all hell. Okay. Second, watch a sunrise at least once a year. Hmm. I'm going to call that wise. That's, I like that That's one. wise. I would even update it to like once a month. Interesting. I'll sunrise, say wise. I'll say wise. Too. Not sunset, sunrise. Oh, crap. Yeah, actually. Never mind. Yeah, once once a year. Year. Yeah. yeah. We're talking the morning. Yeah. That's really early. I'm still calling it wise. Nice. No. John, you want to talk about that? You feel it seems like you have some some big opinions on this. Well, like, I don't know. From this is this is gonna be a personal answer. It's not gonna be like here's why my answer is right. But like for me, first of all, there are definitely days where I need a reason to get up. Like, not even because like I'm depressed. There's just days where like I'm just having a lazy day. You know how it mm-hmm. is. Like, so there are days when it's like, oh, I have to like like I need a reason to set an alarm basically. So, like, right now, my reason to set an alarm is I have a placement at 11.30, so I have to... And morning meeting's at 10, and I, I usually join morning meeting. So I have to wake up at 9 so I can be ready for that, and that's the reason I wake mm-hmm. up. So, like, on weekends, mm-hmm. like, I, I, on Sundays, it's... On Sundays, it's... There's a Bills game at 1, so I need to be up by noon to be ready for the Bills game. And on Saturdays, yeah. there's no reason to wake up whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I just won't set an alarm on Saturdays, and I, and sometimes I'll wake up at nine, and sometimes I'll wake up at two. It just kind of plays mm-hmm. out. Yeah, sure. And I feel like I feel like that like is a reason. That's obviously a reason to wake up. And so if I can like incorporate that at some point, like when I need a reason to wake up, then yeah, like that's a good mm-hmm. thing. And also, second point is that I don't take a lot of time to like ground myself, as as cliche as that might sound. Um, and that mm-hmm. is definitely something that would help with that. And it's just like a moment of however long it is where I'm just like not doing anything, not thinking about anything, just like enjoying a sunrise. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's yeah. good advice. I think I'd say it's wise and I'd retract my once a month statement because sunrise is early. And it definitely sounds like one of those things where like I, I think it would be a good thing to do, but I would never do it, you know. There was, there was one time, there was one time, like a friend of mine talked about how she wakes up at like 5am to do like homework and stuff like that instead of staying up late. And I was like, I'll try that one day. And I did. And I felt very motivated in the morning. I had like a 9am class anyways, but I woke up at 5am and like just worked on homework before my 9am class. And it felt great. And then I never did it again. And so (laughs) it's one of those things that sounds to me of like, Yes, that's a great idea. I should start doing that and then just don't do it. You know? So I'd say I'd say yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say wise on that one, I think. You know what would be a good place to do that? Your cottage, Jesse. Oh, that's so true. So true. Like go out to the cottage and one more like you're there for a weekend, so you wake up early Saturday morning and mm-hmm. catch the sunrise. And then you can nap if you want, but like catch the sunrise. Mm-hmm. Max Max what was your vote on this one? 
Uh, okay, so originally I was going to say wise, but then I remember that's a sunrise, not a sunset. I'll say wise yeah. if it's a sunset, and maybe stupid if it's a sunrise, just because I think that sunsets are way better than sunrises. Mm. Ooh! Is there any reason that. why? Or Well, at the end of a sunset, like, you're staring directly into the sun, or sunrise, you're staring directly into the sun. Mm. Whereas, like, at the end of a sunset, it's like cool and nighttime you know what i mean you can start looking at yeah, stars is a like, satisfying ending yeah and also the colors of a sunset are usually more pronounced right uh that i don't know i actually well i guess they're true. kind of the similar but i, I guess depends how early you join the sunrise probably i think sunsets just look better all i agree i definitely prefer the 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 sight of a sunset mm-hmm. and Never of course like oh go for it max like schedule well, i was just gonna say scheduling wise like uh, it, it doesn't work in my sleep schedule. You know what I mean? Unless it gets way off. Like, it's more likely to happen the other way, where I stay up for a sunrise. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Well, so that actually happened to me this summer. Uh, I was almost completely nocturnal a couple of days, and there were some where I would, like, I'd be, I think it was mostly when I was, like, binging Avatar for, like, two nights yeah. in a row. And I would just, like, I'd look up from the iPad that I was watching Avatar on, I'd be like, oh, there is light coming through my bedroom window. It is 8 a.m. Oh. I have not slept. <laughs> <laughs> but I hear what you're saying. Like, there, there is something about sunrise that, like, sunsets you just kind of come upon. You know, like, it's like, oh, hey, I happen to be out in the sun setting. It's beautiful. Mm, yeah. You know? And there's but something, there's something like, about... intentional about this. Like, that's why it's, like, the once a year. It's, like, you have to, like, kind of put an effort in. Well, so we've we've established that there's actually two different paths to a sunrise. There's the intentional wake up early, but there's also the unintentional stay up all night doing something fantastic, probably with another person, and just having a great time, and then you lose track of the time. And I think that is also, like, beautiful in and of itself. And, like, that is another reason to watch a sunrise. Or you stay up all night watching YouTube videos or whatever else. Or Avatar, Avatar. which is a very beautiful reason to stay up all night. (laughs) It's a great show. It's a fantastic show. What's the next one, Jesse? Never refuse homemade brownies. Cliche, stupid, or wise? Wise. Never refuse homemade brownies? Never refuse homemade brownies. What if you're a bad baker? Or the person that's offering... I'm gonna, I'm gonna add an asterisk to this, which is, like, the first time. Like, if you don't know... Yeah, okay. You know I mean? yeah. If you say never refuse homemade brownies the first time they're offered, that is wise as hell. But if they're a bad baker and they're offering you homemade brownies, like, you gotta, you, you politely decline. Like, bad brownies, ooh, that'll just ruin your day. No sunrise, no sunset can save a day after you've had a bad brownie. That's true. What does a bad brownie taste like? I feel like I've never had a bad brownie. I don't know. It depends it's what dry. Your uh, it's it's usually, like too... usually dry or overcooked or burnt. Yeah, or it's like the chocolate is too strong. Like, it's. Uh, you know how, like, pure cocoa is really bitter? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so it's too dark of a chocolate? Yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's usually not an issue with brownies, because, like... The first... It's built... It's built I definitely had brownies that were, like, sugar. too cocoa the first thing, The first thing I thought of when you asked the question, Jesse, was weed brownies, like pot, pot brownies. Like, someone made those sorts of brownies, and then, like those are the ones you should refuse because you don't want to get accidentally high. That's that's the first thing I thought of. I don't know if that says anything about me, but I still yeah, would you're in college, that's what high. that says about you. I still wouldn't I still wouldn't refuse them the first time. Next question. I feel like well, hang on. We're going to address the weed brownie thing. I feel like Go for it, John. a good person 
a good person would tell you that they're weed That's brownies, true. even if they are homemade. They'd be like, you want a homemade special brownie? And you'd be like, uh, I don't want to get if high. They, no if they thanks. say it like that, it definitely is. <laughs> you want a homemade special brownie? Right, they're but like, if, if they're like, if they just say you want a homemade brownie, I'm going to assume that they're just homemade brownies. I know enough young people that bake that they could just be homemade brownies. Do you ever say homemade brownie, trick or do you me? just say you want a brownie? You never say, hey, do you well, want this? You always say, like, hey, you want a brownie? It's homemade. You never say you want a homemade yeah, brownie. Yeah, okay. For the sake of this discussion, Phil, let me finish. <laughs> like, so if somebody's like, hey, you want a brownie? It's homemade. To satisfy Phil's need to speak the right way. I just uh, thought it was an interesting linguistic quirk. And then it turns out that it's a pot brownie. Like, that person is probably pretty scummy. Or at least a little scummy. Like, yeah. especially since I've never been high before. Mm-hmm. Like, you're gonna, like, lie to me and get me high? Like, fuck mm-hmm. you, guy. Mm-hmm. All right, we can move on now. Plant a tree on your birthday. Cliche, stupid, or wise? Stupid. Plant a tree? Yeah, stupid. On your birthday? Stupid. Yeah. Speaking from experience, having planted trees, stupid. Really? Just in general, you're anti-tree planting, John? (laughs) Well, no, it's not that I'm anti-tree planting. I know that sounds like what I'm saying, but like, so what happened was there were, there were two years in a, you know the helicopters when they come down? Yeah. 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 So there were two years in a row where I planted a helicopter seed and like started growing a tree. And first of all, like, that's a stupid idea. I was a kid, but that's a stupid idea because like. Where in the hell are you going to put a tree? <laughs> you know? Like, we live in the suburbs. Where am I, where, where the hell am I going to put a tree? Um, but, like, you know, I was, I don't know, seven or eight. And I loved the tree that I was growing. And so my parents, like, one of the, one of the nicest things they ever did for me, uh, didn't kill the tree. They were like, well, you know what? Uh, your grandparents in Syracuse have a really big backyard that connects to the woods. So we'll take this potted tree and we'll take it to Syracuse and we'll transplant it there where it can keep growing. You're, and I, you're like, taking it to a farm upstate. Pretty much, yeah. Well, so it's funny because both of those trees ended up dying in like two years because the wind blew them over. So like, <laughs> if you're going to plant a tree, like transplant like a, a real tree that's sturdy and if you're going to start one from scratch, you got to, like, make sure that it's not going to get blown over. Because that happened. So, like, it was a waste for me. And, yeah. What about, what about like, like donating a tree planted somewhere else? Now, that's different. That's different. I would be okay with that. However, I'm also of the opinion that, like, pollution as a problem and, therefore, and like, deforestation as a problem is not my fault. It's big-ass corporations' fault, and for big-ass corporations to tell me that I need to fix it, like, fuck you, guy. Fix your problem. Mm. Good point, John. Good point. I, I, I'm just imagining, like, this guy that actually, like, did plant a tree every year, and, like, his backyard is lined with, like, 20 trees at various stages of growth. <sighs> and I think the idea is, like, on one birthday you plant, right? No. Um, maybe I misunderstood it. Either way, it's oh, stupid. I, I I don't, it, doesn't it doesn't change my say. answer. It's definitely cooler if it was every birthday and you have, like, a line. I like that <laughs> answer. As someone who has never cut down a tree, I don't think I need to replace the trees that I cut down because I haven't cut down any. So, like, net zero on the whole tree thing. I was plus two for a little bit. Isn't it like... Um, it's like... <laughs> isn't it like they're... they're, they're... <laughs> I was plus two for a little bit. <laughs> I was! <laughs> Isn't isn't it like there are more trees on Earth than there are stars in the Milky Way or something like that? No, I think it's grains That's definitely of sand not true. or something. There are more <laughs> stars think... in the Milky Way than there are... Or it's in the universe, I don't remember. 
I thought there was some. Whatever the metric is, whatever the like statistic is, there are more stars. <laughs> no, like... no, I I thought there were. There was something about there are more trees than something else, and it made you realize how many trees there were in the world. I don't know that one. Here, let me. I want to look it up because I'm convinced that there. It's something. It's either trees or like stars or whatever. There's one where it's like grains of sand compared to stars in the galaxy. I think astronomers estimate there exists roughly ten thousand stars for each grain of sand on Earth. Okay. Okay. Now, what, yeah, what's is the that tree one? Like universe or galaxy? Probably observable. I think universe. universe. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So like. There was some stat... I think there was a stat about stars in the galaxy and grains of sand. All right, so there are more trees on Earth than stars in the Milky Way galaxy. See? Bam. Okay. Actually? Wow, that's impressive. What's the, what are the orders of magnitude there? So 304 trillion trees and 1.3 trillion... Oh, wow. Yeah, 3.04 3. trillion trees and between 100 billion and 400 billion stars. Oh, so a whole wow. order of magnitude difference then. All right, next one. Um, learn three clean jokes. Stupid. Uh, yeah, stupid. I think that's okay. I always, uh, there's there's times when I wish I remembered a joke, and I don't, and I have to like think. I like I've heard a lot of really funny jokes, but I just don't have any of them memorized. You know, mm-hmm. that I yeah. can like pull up. So I, I think it is good advice. I don't think they need to be clean, but I think it is good <laughs> advice to like. Just have some jokes ready, you know? Yeah. I feel well, like... Well, I have, I have one joke ready at all times, gentlemen. And that is the fly joke. But... The fly have joke? I told you guys that one? Oh, tell us. Go for it, Sean. We've definitely talked about this on the podcast already. Well, say it again. So, I'm not going to say it again. Gonna, you're going to make me say it again? Yeah. I don't remember the fly joke. All right. It's... Well, it's a long joke, and we don't have a ton of time. It's and it's our, not it's really worth it. I'm, I'm just going to... Yeah, like, is it the one where it's, it's like fun, a it, huge buildup, and then like it's a fly on the wall or something like that? It's, there's a huge buildup, and the punchline is when the fly drops six inches, pussy's going to get wet. Ah, uh, okay. But like the pussy is a cat, and it's funny because it's like a play on words, and the fly yeah. is an actual fly, not like a pants yeah, yeah, fly, yeah, yeah, so yeah. it's... Okay, just okay. like, it's like a the, first time, the first time you hear that joke is fantastic, and I still think it's funny, but like... Mm-hmm. I think it's funnier when you tell it to people that haven't heard it before, and you guys definitely have. So. I I think the whole thing about, like, learn three jokes, you know? Like, I don't know if I've ever, like, learned a joke. Well, I think that just means, like, have three jokes in your repertoire. Like, like have three jokes in your repertoire ready to use? Yeah, to, like, break the ice or... But, like, you have to learn it to have it in your repertoire, you know? Like, you can't just, like... Like can you, some, you can't like ha- you can't know zero jokes and someone's like tell me a joke and you're like ah uh, yeah right you gotta like have a joke like that you can pull up or something unless you're really good at making shit mm-hmm. up you know what you know I what my go to joke is what it's the the punchline joke oh uh, yeah, yeah yeah that that one's also like and eh, that's like an anti joke right yeah because it's like yeah. you tell yeah. a story it's like but it's great because you can tell it differently every time. It's like the anti-joke equivalent of the fly joke, mm-hmm. though. Wait, is that the one where there's just, like, no punchline? Yeah. Yeah. Where... It's like they're at they're at a prom or something, and someone's like, oh, go get punched for me, and then well, go wait And you basically for... just take them on this long-ass adventure, and yeah. it's a wild yeah, like, chase, I picked, up, with... I picked her up, and uh, I went over, and we took some great pictures at the at the thing, and then you, like, you keep going, you make stuff up. And then at the end, you say, I went to the to the water, and there was there was a huge line at the water. So I went to the bar and there was a huge line there but then i went oh, to the punch yeah, I, I and there's no punch line 
Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just that's the it. end of the joke. All right, now here's a joke that I remember. I don't know if it's the best joke, but it's like, okay, nice. right? Okay. Guy walks into a bar with a giraffe, and he orders some drinks, and, you know, the two are there drinking at the bar. They get really drunk. At one point, the giraffe just gets so drunk, it passes out on the ground of the bar. And the guy goes to leave the bar, and the bartender says, hey, you can't leave that lion there. The guy goes, it's not a lion, it's a giraffe. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that one. I like that one a lot. It's a great joke. <laughs> All right, guys. This was this was a fun night. I enjoyed tonight. This was very fun. I'm very glad that we were able to talk again. Have a very happy birthday, everyone. Appreciate happy you guys. Happy birthday. Good night. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Good night. I'll see you. Good night. Peace.